right, this is the Big Kids Show. I'm Mark. Thanks for kicking it with us in the sandbox today. With me, I have two of your favorites, Big Nick and Brian, a.k.a. Mr. B. Today, we will be playing one of our favorite formats, Top 3. So, if you've been with us before, you know the drill. If not, with this format, we'll take turns listing our favorites in the ever-popular 3-2-1 fashion. So, what is the category today, big kids? That's what we're all wondering, right? Well, today, we're going to kick it flat top style, I guess I could say. We're going with the top three board games of all time. <laughs> flat top style. <laughs> flat top, like a flat table. You need I a flat like table it. to play I a like board it. game. Yeah, I actually just stayed on Mark the Shark. There you go. There you go. So, everybody, uh, you know, at some point starts their adventure into the world of board games. Some some start when they're kids on the trails of Candyland um, or getting booted down the board and saw um, Sorry. And sure, there's those of you out there thinking, I'm too cool for board games. Well, if that's the case, I've got to tell you, you are missing out. You I ain't. think. What was that, Big Nick? <laughs> you ain't. You said too cool for board games. I said, you ain't. You they ain't. ain't. What, you I got no friends? Right. <laughs> that's why there ain't no game night. So, with all the options today for entertainment, you know, I, I think it is understandable why board games can sometimes take a backseat um, to more exciting media, right? I mean, there's virtual reality and video games and all kinds of crazy stuff. But especially back in the day, board games were a go-to for kids and adults alike. Um, you know, I think I feel like there's always like kind of this underswell of board games that kind of has has it feel like it's making a comeback when in many ways it probably doesn't really need to make a comeback because it's always been there. Um but whether you're throwing a party or just hanging out with close friends, I would say grab a cold drink, clear off the table, and let's get ready for a journey back to tabletop bliss. Yes. So, Big Nick, you've won the coin toss. You will get us started today on our journey of tabletop entertainment. Well, thank so, you, Mark. Tell us what you've chosen as your number three top board game. Okay. For my number three favorite board game, I went with video games. <laughs> well, Jan, that's a great show. Everybody have a good night. We're out. See you later. All right. All right. I couldn't help it. I couldn't help it. There's, your, there's my, the, my first of several bad jokes for this evening. Um, no, for my number three, I went with Stratego. Ooh. Yes. That's a yes. quality, quality game. I love, love that, game. that choice. I, you know, I don't know how many people out there in listener land know what Stratego is, but it is a it true up. traditional board game where there is a board that you play upon and it's wow. kind of like a Hold war on. game. That's earth shattering information right there. <laughs> well, <laughs> I say that because, you know, some games are card games, some games you play on a mat, some good point, games good you're, point. you know, this True. is a, a these board are board games we're talking about. And I want to be perfectly games. clear here. There's so many games out there that I love to play that would be of the tabletop fashion. I had to really set my own parameters here because I am nothing but a purist, my friends. So every one of my games has to contain an actual board. There is no mat. It's not just a cards only game. There is an actual board. So you I are will, a man I, that makes your own rules, Big that's Nick. That's right. So Stratego, you play on a board, and it's it's a wartime type game mm -hmm. and uh, a two player game. 
Uh, blue versus red typically is what uh, mm-hmm. I've seen. I know that there are some newer versions that allow for additional players, which I'm extremely Ooh. intrigued by that. Um, from my understanding, that. that this game it was actually believed to be loosely tied to and maybe stemming from an old, a very old game called Japanese Military Chess. And one thing that I find incredibly interesting about the whole Japanese military chess thing, they they point out that there's about three differences, three major differences between Stratego and Japanese military chess. But one thing that I find intriguing about Japanese military chess is nobody knows when or who invented it, which I always find to be <laughs> also, incredibly it, awesome. It yeah. shows you how old it really is then, yeah. Yeah, and it, yeah. it like the first... Uh, the first like reported game of Japanese military chess being sold was like in the 1890s and they can't track Mm. it back before that. So uh, anyway, this is like a capture the flag style game. If anybody's not played that and most of the pieces are, you can move them. Um, There are a few pieces that you cannot move. One being the flag, of course, that you're trying to get from your opponent, but you also have bombs that do not move. They can blow up the character that lands on the same spot as the bombs. Now, the key about this game for people who have not played it is you cannot see your opponent's pieces and each piece is in a way kind of like chess. Like they, they may move different than other pieces. They may behave differently. They have different abilities and the lower the number means the stronger the character and the stronger the character always wins or usually wins unless there are, some other things going on. Now you do have like a miner who can defuse a bomb. You have a scout who can move uh, multiple spaces. And the, the thing that's really unique about this game though, too, is you can never see your opponent's pieces. So never because none of the pieces are, you know, very few of the pieces are the same. You get a certain allotment of each number in each different kind of character, if you will. It's, Memory is highly involved. Yes. Memory is highly involved. You need to remember where the bombs are on your opponent's part. You need to remember what pieces have been moving and how they've been moving so you know what they are when you are ready to strike. And, of course, the man who captures the flag, the man, woman, boy, girl, whomever that captures the flag is the victor. And to the victor goes the spoils. Spoils. Yes, they do. No, What a quality <laughs> choice, Big Nick. Yes. I, mean, I, I, I think the thing that I loved about that game is just like you said, I actually never really thought about it kind of being like chess, but I guess it kind of is. But the fact that everything's blind, it's almost like a battleship, right? Where you do, you can't really see, you see, you know, they have something, you know, in an allocated amount of space, but you have no idea how it's configured or how your opponent set it up. So it creates this, this replayability because every single time you play there's it's never going to be the same and and, and what i love about it is uh, again like like you said related to chess the board is always set up the same with stratego you can set up your pieces in any kind of different allotment you would like yeah So, so that's what i mean to me half the strategy is that beginning setup where you're moving pieces around and you're you know again trying to devise a strategy of where do i you know like the common strategy of you put the flag and you put all these bombs around the flag um but i love that And, and i think the trickiest thing i found is trying to find somebody that knows the game because i've tried to teach people that have never played it before and 
like just not getting the strategy behind it, it's less fun versus yeah. someone that kind of gets it and understands all the little intricacies that Nick talked about uh, with, you know, certain pieces can do certain skills. And it's, it's like, I mean, I don't know. I, I love Stratego and I, I want to play it right now. I so, see a Stratego tournament in our future. Right. Hey, gentlemen. Ooh, that's what but I'm talking I, about. Like I said, there, there are now versions, newer versions where they are built for four players. Now, the, the thing Ooh. is the age range on this game, and this is going to make me seem like a bit of a simpleton here, but this is not that simple of a game. It's it's age is for yeah. eight and up ages, eight and up. And I do remember playing this a, a, as a, as a young boy, a wee lad, uh, as, as, as a, a, a wee, a wee Nick. Yeah, there we go. And, um, <laughs> I, I remember, remember playing as a kid, but the ages are eight and up. But to, to give you an idea of how difficult this game could be, the board is basically 10 by 10 squares. So you have 100 squares and each player controls 40 different game pieces. So yeah. when you're talking about memory and taking turns, moving your pieces and such, you're trying to keep track of 40 different pieces <laughs> that your opponent controls. Um, and it's kind of, um, uh, what, what would you say there, uh, Mr. B? It's probably like a World War One, World War II well, so style I, I, game. I, I, I World War One. Yeah, I mean, I, I think yeah. I even thought, because it's something that, like, I, I want to say it came out, like, the early to mid-40s. Yes. And and again, I don't know the exact date, but so yeah, so you're probably 1946 getting... is what they believe to uh what I found in here. And so it could have been designed before, so kind of I mean, even like if you look at the pieces the original ones, it it felt like a very World War 1, World War 2 type game. Yeah. I mean, just the way the, the even the little characters like were etched into the pieces, you know, reminded me of that a little bit. Even maybe even before that, like kind of even like yeah, because you revolu have like a, rev revolutionary war style. A general, a colonel, major, yeah. lieutenant, sergeant, minor, scout. Like none of spy. them. Were, you have the spy. I yeah, none of them. None of them oh, were yeah. packing like an assault rifle. They all had like bayonets and stuff. So it felt it was, older. Yeah, it, it definitely yeah. felt like. I, I, now that I said World War One, I'm I'm actually going to take that back. I think it even goes further back than that. But but that was part of the fun too. I mean, you know, it's not like it's a video game where somebody's got a rifle and they're just mowing everybody down. I mean, you got to. You got to use strategy, and I think the the ranking system is good. And then, do you guys remember, like, if you hit a bomb, did the bomb go away or did it stay there? I'm pretty sure it stayed there, right? So you had I to think remember it there, and then you had to run, and you had to run a minor to it, which was a number yeah. eight. And the way yeah. that it worked was anything that had a lower number than you, if you met up on the same square, whether you attacked or they attacked, um, the lower number won. And, yep. and eight was a pretty high number because it was numbers one through nine, I believe. And then there was the flag and the spy. Now the spy would be beaten by anything, whether he but, attacked but, or not, but, I, but he could take the marshal if he attacked. If you could yes. sneak your spy in there, he could take the marshal. Now, if you had two same numbers um, that met one another, if you had two marshals, that, which would be number one, um, they would cancel each other out. They both get they both get removed, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, that's a lot of strategy on who you send in. And you know, obviously you don't send in your highest guy, but yeah, it's I love that strategy and like the pre-thinking before you even start playing. I love that. Yeah. Great, great choice. Fantastic choice. All right. Well, let's move it along. Um, Mr. B, 
Why don't you hit us with your number two, sir? Uh, my number three, though. But yes. Number three. Yeah. So I'm going to choose the game that has probably started more family fist fights than any wow. that you could ever think of. We're going to go with the, e- good family fist fight. the ever classic Monopoly. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, tell me, and tell me you haven't played Monopoly and possibly gotten into it. starts with a verbal argument and then somebody's flipping the board or someone's going nuts. So, well, we played was, that a couple of years ago on New Year's, Mr. B, but I think one of us passed out. But yeah. that, that's neither here nor there. <laughs> big, Nick, big Nick is big Nick's, uh, bubbling with something. <laughs> uh, me and Mr. B played this one time and I recommended because of the group. I, w- I I took a, I'm a good judge of character and I took a look at the group of people involved and I said this is a bad idea there's going to this is going to end badly I don't want to play this I do not want to be involved and was I right it ended badly there was there was an argument uh, the game did were, not end there were there were four people that started the game myself included and when it ended there were three people arguing with each other and me Sitting crouched in the corner, shaking my head and, <laughs> in the and fighting back the tears. Yes. So nice. Everyone knows Monopoly. It's an iconic board. There's been a million different versions of it. I mean, even there's like, there's, I mean, you name it, they can change the stuff around. We even, I think at one point, we played like a Game of Thrones version. I mean, there's just a million yeah. versions. And I mean, what I love about it is there's simplicity to it, but there's also, you know, there's strategy, there's luck. It's actually tied from I when I did a little bit of research. It's a derivative of a game that this um, an economic person kind of designed back in the early 1900s about the like rewards of wealth creation is better than one to not. And it's I mean it's just very interesting to talk about like rent and raising mm-hmm. rent and you know creating this monopoly. So it's. Yeah. It's an interesting game, again, with the simplicity of literally you're rolling a dice, but then it involves buying and trading and selling and you know, you're trying to survive and landing on properties. It's it's a game well, that go ahead, Big Nick or Mark. I, I think it's um I, I mean I think it touches on a lot with some of these board games. I mean, I think what what really hits us in a way that makes us appreciate the game is how it maybe mirrors real life in some aspect, right? I mean, obviously there's a, a piece of imagination with any of these games, but with Monopoly, when you think about it, you have to be smart. You have to be very cunning. You have to be a little greedy and you have to be a little lucky. You right. know what I mean? Like it kind of incorporates all the different things that even like Big Nick disagrees. He's, hate, he's saying not money. even a I chance. I do not like Monopoly. I hate money. I hate watching people <laughs> fight over money. Oh, and then they're fighting over fake money. It's, it's well, and, and so what's what's the the first biggest fight is always the uh, free parking rule. Free parking. How? What, which, what's the rules on free parking? So the official the, 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 the official rule is uh, you just that's a free spot. The house rules are usually any money that gets paid goes into the pot, and free parking gets that money. Well, there's the first fight. Uh, the second fight is you get into some people are overly more aggressive than others. And, you know, people are willing to, because you can trade properties. And so somebody will make a terrible trade. Well, everyone else is like, whoa, whoa, what are you doing trading the top three properties for 
you know, boardwalk or you know, <laughs> j- jerk off railroad or whatever. It just it turns into that sounds interesting. <laughs> I haven't played that version. <laughs> oh yeah, you guys ever been down there? But no, it sounds like if he uh, if he plays, I don't know. If I, 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 I I think I love it because I played it so much with my cousins, like when we were kids, yeah. and just so there's nostalgia to it. But you're right, it's something that. You choose the other three people you play with wisely. <laughs> you better like them, and you and, better be and, uh, and, make, and make sure nobody has brass <laughs> knuckles, and you're you're probably okay. But yeah. I, I did want to ask you, gents. You know, using your memory, what was your favorite piece to use? Your favorite little token or whatever. If, I was the shoe. I was always the shoe. I don't know why. I, like in, in looking back, I'm like, what the hell was I thinking? An old shoe? Yeah, like, you were the old. Weird... All right, so Mark was old shoe. Yeah, I was the uh, the horse. It's like a horse and rider, isn't it? Um, no, yeah, it was like a, a guy on yeah. a horse. Yeah, yeah. Guy on a horse. <laughs> and see, know? I think I always picked the there it was, was Teddy the, Roosevelt. Yeah, <laughs> I, I always picked the sports car or the uh, there was one that was the battleship. Yeah, yeah. So, mm-hmm. and I know in newer editions they created a bunch of different ones, but it's interesting you guys remember those off the fly. I'm I'm proud yeah. of you. So the horse earlier, was definitely my second go to, but uh, if if not the horse, the shoe was there for me. Earlier, you referenced a financial guy, and my mind went to Dale Carnegie. I don't know if that's who it was, but let's go with that because it sounds sure. smart on my end. It was not. Um, and you uh, mentioned that there's several different versions. Obviously, we've all seen, you know, the, the Star Wars version. Yeah, the I mean, the Thrones it, version. Mm-hmm. I mean, it goes on and on. But you know what blew my mind? And I think this was last summer, last fall. I saw this, and I thought it was a spoof. I thought that it somebody was. Uh, just you know, having fun and put out something that was fun. And nope, it's the real deal, Holyfield, my friends. There is a Bob Ross version of what? Monopoly. The painter guy, the guy that you paints buy the, the happy little clouds and happy, and then I ruins got, it with a happy tree right in the middle of it every single time. I've not played it. I saw it online, and I thought, oh, somebody just came up with like a huh. clever little video to make you know brighten people's day, right? Because it certainly brightened yeah. my day when I saw he's it. He's a positive nope, guy. Yeah, he's nope. absolutely. I saw. I then I then I googled <laughs> it, and I found that you could order it, and it said that it had a limited availability in stores. So there is a Bob Ross. It's amazing how much money people make off of somebody's name after they've yeah. passed. Well, and I, I, I would I be wish, very disappointed. I wish, dis- I wish uh, Robert Ross ahead. could have seen some of those uh, shekels before he passed away. I'd be very disappointed if I bought that version and it did not have a giant effing happy tree drawn right across oh, the middle of the entire board game. Cause that, I'm sure it does. I'm I love Bob Ross and he was a phenomenal artist. And that guy used to drive me crazy with the most gorgeous painting. And then he'd be like, let's just put a little happy tree right here. I've been trying and to- it would be right down the middle. And then the branches would be like half the painting. And I'd be like, well, that was fun. So on Amazon, you can buy Bob Ross Monopoly right now for $36. And I'll tell you Steel. what, uh, <laughs> Bob Ross, if I stayed home sick from school, I didn't have cable when I was real young. So there wasn't a ton of things to choose from. I always tuned into Mr. Ross painting whatever it was for the day, a landscape of some, some sort. It's interesting how we went from Monopoly to Bob Ross. I love it. I, <laughs> yeah, love I was going to say, we're kind of all over the map there. Oh, <clears throat> good choices. Good choices. I shouldn't have, I shouldn't have ate those mushrooms earlier. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Not those specific ones. So, okay. all right. Good choices. So, uh, Stratego for uh, Big Nick. We got Monopoly for Mr. B. Quality choices, guys. Definitely two that... Uh, that I had thought about. Um, 
So for mine, I am going to go back, uh, similar to Mr. Uh, to Big Nick, to the world of war. And I'm going to go with a little game called Risk. Yes. So I don't know. It sounds like Mr. B is absolutely familiar with this game. I remember that the first time that I was introduced to this game and I was probably, probably like eight or nine, which I think, I think the age on this game is actually eight and up. Um, but it's a war game. But, you know, obviously... Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. It's the game of world domination, buddy. It's the game of world domination. Let yeah, me rephrase on. that yes. because I got to say that correctly. Uh, so, anybody's not familiar, it's a uh, game of diplomacy and conflict and conquest. And you can go anywhere from two to six players. And basically, the, the board itself looks like a political map of the world divided into 42 different territories. <laughs> and then obviously, you've got your six continents, right? So, Ukraine take is turns. weak. <laughs> it's weak. <laughs> and, you know, you would, you would dole out whoever had the, you know, the territories to start. And then essentially, you know, <laughs> in a weird way, it's almost like a horrible game of colonialism all over the, the map. But, you know, it, the, the thing to me was the strategy, because once you get your pieces and your, your territories, the way you managed it and the way you would get your reinforcements, you know, and the strategy obviously would be to get an entire continent so you could get some additional cards and get your reinforcements. Um, it's a thinking man's game. Oh, yeah. it's And... It, it, yeah, go ahead, Mr. B. Oh, no, I just, I, I, I'm, I'm going right back to, I remember just playing it. I think I played it a, f- a couple of years ago and all that stuff came back to me because like, you start, you take turns placing your pieces and obviously there's a benefit to like having possession of a certain continent and always like the one continent that's really easy to own is the Australia area, yep. you know, and then you go to <laughs> South America and then and like, and then nobody wants to touch, touch europe and asia so i decided i'm going right back to that strategy and you're right it's it's a very fun game and a very time-consuming game if you get because i think you can play up to it's six or eight people or something six people yeah yeah so i mean i've I've, we played this in college a couple times and we played for like close to 10 hours yeah yeah. i mean it was like like we started at noon and it was like midnight we're like wow we're still playing because how things can shift and again as much as their strategy is still luck of the dice so you know you you're battling you roll the dice you roll the dice i mean you could be on a hot streak or a cold streak no matter what yeah because the amount of dice you could use in the attack or defense depended on the amount of people that you're you're you know pieces you had in that territory Mm -hmm. and it was always interesting because you could see somebody loading up their border so to speak. Mm -hmm. And you'd be like, okay, are they about to attack or are they trying to defend so that they can attack somewhere else? You know what Mm -hmm. I mean? It was, you could, you could play mind games with people. You could really like do a lot of really interesting things with, again, to me, the biggest thing with games and it'd probably be a theme throughout all my choices that I pick replayability. Um, You know, and and a lot of these board games have it, which is why they're so timeless and why they're so so popular, but you know, the ability to be unpredictable within a set of rules, you know what I mean? So, yeah. And and that's a fun one that you get, because you can have a lot of people playing. And even if you are not really into game strategy, you still can kind of get the hang of it pretty quick. You know, I mean, you might not do it. You know what I mean? Like you could throw someone in after, Hey, I'm going to give you the, how to play it real quick. They probably can play and at least have fun. They probably will get murdered by someone that's a pro, but 
it's still a game you can play versus, you know, trying to play chess against somebody that's a chess master. Good luck, you know. Yeah. Have you well, guys ever played any of the, um, a lot of people with the traditional risk, because risk is another game within the last like 10 years that they've made a lot of different um, themes. Oh yeah. With, you know, they've splashed in a lot of different themes and it's really just traditional risk, but uh, with a different theme. Now, one thing that I do love if they've really amped it up. Like I actually own risk Europe, which is a completely different game. Um, it's a, huh. it's a more advanced version. And then they also have star Wars risk, which is actually, you think that it's just risk with the star Wars theme. No, it's a completely, it's an entirely different game. Like if I set it up for you different, right now, different board and everything, different board, different, different board, different pieces, different gameplay. Um, you, you, we would have to wow. sit down and read through the instructions. Oh, now, wow. Okay. Now, I didn't aside, know that. aside from that, let's go back to traditional risk. Did either of you guys ever play the other versions? Because within that box of traditional risk, there are other versions. You can play mission risk. Uh, have you ever played any of the missions? I only did the traditional. So the the way that the missions work, it's almost like it, it's weird because you feel like you're playing like a board game, video game type thing. Because what it does is it gives uh, each each player, let's say we got four of us playing. You know, game of world domination, we're all trying to dominate the world, take over the world, right? No. With mission risk, we each get a different mission card. You don't know what my mission is. I don't know what your mission is. And whoever achieves (laughs) their mission first wins. So what's weird is you get this weird, uh, chaotic board where you can't figure out what the other... and, And it is possible for two people to share the same mission. Yeah, oh yeah. It's no, not likely, but it's possible. And is that only with newer versions or is no, that no, I don't they remember. had that all they've yeah. had that all along. And, and, wow. it, and it's fun because it's it's a little bit faster game. So yeah. again, a lot of people are like, oh, this is gonna take eight hours pass versus if you do something that's a little quicker, like an hour. But yeah, I, I've played it a few times, uh, Big Nick, and I like the mission style too. It's it's fun just because it's a little bit different uh st- strategy because again, you're not trying to take over the whole world, you're trying to like take over a certain territory with X amount of men or whatever, you know. And I have at times when uh push comes to shove, I've actually played mission risk with just a total of two players. Like oh yeah. You, yeah. you can definitely play with two. Yeah. Doing that. Oh, now, yeah. The other version of that and say inside the same traditional box, you know, because the, the regular rules for risk are that you pass out the cards and, and then you put an army on each territory of the card that you receive at random. But yeah. there's also a version that that is in that instruction booklet that says you can play election style. Election style is almost like a draft where there's no cards that's given out telling you what territories Ooh. you have at the start of the game. It's a land grab. It's like, okay, it's Mr. B goes first, then oh, Mark Landshark. I, I like that. Uh, that's cool. And, and that's you, cool. Pick, you pick, but it, it's, it's funny because... Mr. B said earlier, you know, you really want to, uh, most people avoid Europe and Asia because they're so hard to contain and keep. Yeah. That you get a lot of people going after the, the Africa, Australia, um, stuff like a lot of people going after the same territories. Yeah. No, yeah. it's, and I, I must've played the poor man's risk. Cause I don't think my box had any of those instructions. <laughs> well, or the, the opposite is normally every time I would play with my cousins, they'd be missing half the cards. Yeah. Half the pieces yeah. would be gone. The now let me ask you guys this. So did you guys have the pieces that were like the, they didn't even look like anything. They were just like little try, Both. you know, 
I, I tried both, I, 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 both versions. Yeah, because that's the I old school one. Like that's the real. They're just like nubs. They're yeah, like, they're like oh. little. That's all I ever played was the nubs. And then, and then so a, and there was a bigger nub, and that was it. <laughs> yeah, you had like a little mini nub that had like three, and then I think there was one for like five or ten, and then yeah, what's, you pretty much had little it, Mark so. up to today. Oh, he's just in there playing with his nubs. Playing with his nubs. <laughs> Getting well, the nubs ready. I, I love that game, and again, I, I I already foresee a wrist tournament coming in our future, gentlemen. Yeah, we're, we're going to be starting a board night here soon. Yeah. I think no there's going to be some high though. stakes money involved. Like it's a high stakes poker game. <clears throat> Stratego and risk yes. <laughs> and monopoly winner take all. All right. Good, good, good. Gentlemen, we got to, we're off to a good start here. All right. So let's kick it into the second round. Big Nick, why don't you hit us with your number two? I got that right this time. Number two selection for board games. Dos. All right. My number two is dice. Clickety clack. No, um, <laughs> don't talk back. With- <laughs> I went with chess. Chess for my number two. Quality. Uh, oh, I've, the, the quality. genius man's game. I've loved chess ever since I was a wee little boy. Even a before I discovered chess, before I dis- discovered uh, Stratego, actually. And this game, it's believed that it was invented and first played in the 15th century. Yeah, it's I, it's it's wow. it's a ridiculously old game, which is why clearly it it stuck with us. So. Let's put it, it this way. They, they made a Netflix series about chess and it was insanely popular and I've seen it. It's a fantastic show, but the fact that you can make a show about a board game and somebody playing yeah. it, which is a pretty boring thing just to watch on its own. Sorry for any chess fans out there. I love to play it, but that speaks wonders about the strategy and everything that's involved with it. Yeah, I was the weird kid for a couple of years that was on the football team, but also uh, in the chess club. That um, weirdo. See, to me, that makes you the cool kid, bro. I, you were, I mean, you were the I smart loved kid. the game. I even knew. I even knew some of the uh, the setups and some of the all oh, like the the, the, the plays. The, yeah, yeah, the poison the, pawn. The poison yeah. pawn was my favorite one. <laughs> so, they, they I, but one. Big Nick, I have to ask you because I always, I've when anytime I talk to someone that learns chess, is who first taught you that game? Do you um, remember? I first learned chess uh, at my cousin's house. See, so there's always like a, you can pinpoint a cousin. He was about three or four years older than me and he had played for a few years. And then I played for, I played hardcore for a while after first learning. I must've been about, about seven or eight. Um, And I played hardcore after first learning. And then, um, then you got dumber. No, no. Then I remember it was like <laughs> it's all um, downhill from there. It was like Cub Scouts. Um, one of the uh, fathers in in my den or whatever they called the group of Cub Scouts. Um, he was like a ranked, a, a ranked chess player. Oh, okay. Um, wow. There you really go. Br- yeah, really brilliant guy. I think he's an engineer or something like that. But um, he, it was it was his turn, his family's turn to host the the Cub Scouts, our little mm-hmm. group at his house, and usually the the parent would pick the activity for the night and it has to be something educational. And he taught us how to play chess. And I got to see chess played at a whole different level. Oh yeah. And that's when I really, really fell in love with it. Um, Good. Yeah. Cause it, it's, uh, it's one thing. It's like learning the game. Then there's so many different levels on levels. And it's, I just, I, anyone I know that's learned chess, I always like to ask them that because usually they can pinpoint the first time they learned it and actually like paid attention. Cause if you try to teach someone chess and they're not really into it, it's like, you know, good luck versus, you know, 
someone it's that's chess. Really, this ain't checkers. Yeah, because it's because I mean, it's, it's very intricate at first, learning the pieces yeah. and what they can do, and you know, I mean, the strategies are unlimitedless. You know, with right. how, uh, go ahead, Mark. Yeah, I mean, if you think about any, I mean, like think about like pro sports. You think about football. You think about any of those things. Chess is constantly used as a comparison tool oh, yeah. for a lot of other major activities. This ain't checkers. That, this is chess that require a good training day drop. That you know require it strategy to counteract. You know, and chess is that classic. You make a move. Now I have to counter it. You know what I mean? And there's this ongoing strategy that if you, if somebody, if an alien came to earth and had never seen chess before and watched two people play it, they'd be completely lost. Like, what is, what are you guys doing? You got some weird looking board pieces on the board and everything's moving in different directions, but there's so much thoughtfulness into every single move in a chess board. Um, it's kind of crazy. Yeah. Well, and what what's the uh, new popular chess show? Queen something? Queen's Gambit? Yes. Queen's Gambit. Okay. I'm going to watch that at some point. I've heard really good things about it. But anybody that loved that, I can't guarantee that they will love this because I've not seen Queen's Gambit. But I recommend going back and watching Searching for Bobby Fisher. Yes. Great movie. Great movie. movie. Great uh, movie about kids. Kids chess. It wasn't Sir Ben Kingsley in that? Yes, he was. See? He was the tutor, the chess tutor for the Look at the, uh, the brains boy. on bread. Yeah. <laughs> Say what again? <laughs> yeah, no, it was uh the Queen's Gambit was impressive. I mean, I, I'm not gonna lie, I you know, I heard a lot about it and I kind of thought, like, how interesting can you make a chess show? But um it was good. It was definitely good. So quality i mean chess timeless choice yeah i mean it's a game that again i love it and i I even i've my brother actually has a really nice chess board and it just it makes me want to have one of those like i mean he has like a a custom designed wood chess board and it's like i'd love to have one of those set out just because you get someone that walks in your house you're like oh you play chess like kind of but let's play you know like yeah it's it's almost like a centerpiece and i i would love to have one of those so awesome choice well I want to play, I, I, I play you in chess, Big Nick. Well done. Well done. All right. Well, let's keep it moving, Mr. B. Hit I'm going to d- number I'm two. I'm gonna dumb it down and go with sorry. No, I'm just <laughs> <laughs> so, so, Sorry, I, you're off the show. Uh, so, Big Nick, it's just me and you. No, so my number two is, again, a game that just when I think about it, I just remember playing it as a kid with my cousins. Uh, Clue. Oh, very good choice. And if we're, if we're talking about games that have TV shows, uh, Clue has maybe one of my top favorite movies, also called yes. Clue. Also called, <laughs> also known as Clue. But Clue, again, again, the strategy level, not nearly as high as as chess, but it was a fun game that like all, I mean, we could, I think at one point you could have six people play, play Clue, uh, maybe. Uh, yeah, six. And, you know, if you guys remember, it was the, oh, there's a murder and you're trying to solve the murder. You're going through different rooms and you're trying to solve who did it in what room with what weapon. Yeah. I, lo- I love Clue for that. I love the little, like, it had the little weapons yeah. and the little pieces. So, again. A little lead pipe and a little gun. Oh, yeah. And, yeah. That, that was a fun game. And I don't know if you guys know what it initially used to be called Clue Do. Really? Clue Do? Yes. Yes. Glad they changed the name of that. Yeah. So Clue D.O. at the end, but it was Clue Do. Uh, it oh. actually came out in 1949. So it was a pretty old game. Mm-hmm. Wow. 
but that was one that again just had a fun time like all my memories of playing i actually played it with uh my brother and a couple of people like maybe four or five months ago still fun you know yeah. i mean it's one that that's you, one I've not played in a long time, man. I definitely would uh, would be interested in playing that one, man. And, and and watch the movie if you haven't watched it. That was that was a movie. I bet I, I bet I watched that movie twenty five times. My wife had not seen that movie, and I was like, we are immediately sitting down and watching Clue. Like literally, whatever we had planned today, we're going to cancel it. And we're going to watch this movie, and just going back and rewatching it. It is such a good movie, and. You know, Tim Curry, like, right? I don't know if they could have picked a better person to cast. And I think I remember hearing somewhere, I didn't research this, but I, I think that he almost didn't get that part or they almost gave it to somebody else. He was spot on for that, for that role. No, it's so yes. So watch the movie, play some clue, have some fun with your family. It's a good game. It's good, good, good game. Absolutely. All right. Quality choices, guys. Um, so I'm going to here's where i'm going to take my sharp left which i kind of had a feeling probably was going to happen here because i went a little little Bottles. out of the ordinary here uh god damn it how'd you guess it um no it's not boggle so this is actually a game that mr b uh owned or still owns potentially Ooh. um but this I was a game that i started playing when i was a wee lad as well uh, oh, probably now, no i know what game you're going with now yeah i probably was uh maybe eight nine and somewhere around that range very young um and you know again i think w- when i talked about in the intro we didn't really have video games well, I mean, we did but it was like nes right you gotta use your imagination it's little pixels on the <laughs> screen right i mean we're not talking you know the stuff the kids have today which is just amazing and awesome but this to me was like playing a video game on a board game. So that game is called Hero Quest. Yes. Good choice. And if anybody has never heard of this game, I have fantastic news. And this will mean a lot to Mr. B, but probably less because I think he still owns that game, if I'm not mistaken. I do. Um, but they are actually, there was a Kickstarter by Hasbro to re-release that game and they put the limit at a million dollars and it ended up hitting this was last year they ended up yep. put it ended up hitting 3.8 million dollars well yep. so my concern I is bought this, one that's gonna did that's you really gonna, yeah i bought one the the uh it's they gonna closed devalu- it out I think, in like November maybe they closed it out and the higher I'm stealing your version because I didn't know about it the higher the Kickstarter money got to the the more freebies that you're getting with your uh, with your purchase well so so just just so you guys know you just bought out like my game was worth like 500 bucks now it's worth a nickel no, actually, no. no, no. Your game is probably worth about two hundred and fifty bucks. Uh, it depending, has, on, I, depending on its condition and no, how many. I, of I have. I have. showed it to Mark maybe a couple years ago. I have every single piece, even yep. all the little doors are intact. But, but I think like top dollars, like two ninety nine on. No, on, I saw him. I saw him going. Now, now, what they're selling for may be different, but I saw him going for anywhere from five hundred to a thousand dollars. So, now I think that was probably prior to announcing the. I'll sell it right now for a thousand dollars. I had the I had the original as well as well as some of the expansion packs, which are 
pretty yeah. valuable as well. Whoa, yeah. hang on, Big Dick. I did not know that you were into that game. I didn't know that either, yeah. man. Yeah. Mark and I have played it multiple times together. Dude, we could be hanging out years ago. So, man. so I, well, and I even played like Dungeons and Dragons and stuff, and this was kind of the uh, the the easier version of yes. Dungeons and Dragons. I, I don't want to cut you off here, Big Nick, and I definitely want to let you finish, but let, for those who have never heard of this game and have no idea what it is, <laughs> let me at least set the stage here a little bit before we <laughs> all get too excited. No, 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 you're fine. We're all excited about it. It's awesome. So basically, you're right. It is kind of like Dungeons and Dragons, and I never played the card version of Dungeons and Dragons because I was like, that was... I got a board game. It's much more fun. But essentially, there's four main characters. You had a barbarian, a dwarf, an elf, and a wizard. They all had different abilities. The coolest thing about this game was that the the board game looked like a giant catacombs, right? Something that you would see on a, on a movie. And one person would have to be, quote unquote, the bad guy or the, the maestro. I can't remember. I think they had a name for exactly dungeon what it was. Called. The dungeon like master. The dungeon master. Yeah, whatever it was. And he, you literally had a giant cardboard shroud in front of you that you put in oh, front. Yeah. And you had a map and it was drawn out on the map where everything on the board was that only the dungeon master could see. And the, the back of the dungeon master board or shroud had all the values of the different you know p- minions that you would control, the orcs, the goblins, all the crazy stuff. And to me, the most genius part of the game was the fact that the only thing you could see on the board when you controlled the heroes was what the heroes could see. That like was that was like the most underrated, brilliant part of that game because it was very like if you think about catacombs, you're in a hallway and all you can see is what's in that hallway and you there's a door up and to your right, but you have no idea what's inside that room until, until you, you walk in yes. and you go, Oh shit, there's a bunch of dudes in this room. Yeah. Like, I mean, I've I'll be honest, a treasure chest or something. Yeah. Yeah. I, I probably haven't played this game in like 15 or 20 years. And like, I just get like psyched up even thinking about it. Mr. B, we're going to pull your version out or hell big Nick. We're about to pull out the version you get. Cause it starts shipping the, here the, soon. Well, I got the expansion packs on the original version too. So dude, the, such a cool game, man. I yes. think the best way to describe it, the way I always thought about it when I'd have to describe it to somebody that's never played before. And it was an easy game to talk friends into playing that had never played yeah. before because you'd be like, sure. all right, I'll just be the dungeon master. And all you have to do is be the hero to be, it'd be easy. Yeah. And mm-hmm. it will be fun. But it was like, for no one, for people that have not experienced it, it's like Zelda when he's when yes, Zelda when a, Link yeah, is in example. the dungeons when Link is in the dungeons and you don't have the map to know what rooms are what are rooms and there's there's secret passageways there's booby traps there's yep. all kinds of monsters except oh, the for, booby traps except yes. for you get to have a party of four people so you could play like yeah. you and a buddy and each man two of them or you could. Mm-hmm. have four people and and walk around and, and there were multiple quests too so i i don't remember how many quests maybe it was 10 a or 12. ton it was a, i there think was it was lot. more than that man there was a huge book of them yeah. like it was it was extensive i mean it, you know that's a perfect comparison big nick yeah, honestly and, and, and what i remember my cousin turned me on to that one is because it's like a less intense version of Dungeons and Dragons. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I, I mean, obviously people that play Dungeons and Dragons love that. And I, I have never was against it. I just never got into that immersiveness of a game yeah. versus this one was like, you know, you could still get some of the coolness of role playing, but not have to take like nine hours and develop all these characters. It was just, all right, you're the barbarian, you're the wizard. 
let's you know solve this but i think quest. it was visual too like i mean to oh, yeah. me dungeons and dragons you've got the cards but it's just the cards versus like i mean in this uh, well, game it depending you, on what version you played there was there was a true. million different versions of dungeons and dragons That's some true. of them actually had dungeons true, yeah. and, and mats and 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 figurines and stuff and yeah. with with hero quest you had the you had the miniatures but you also had like furniture that filled. Yeah, I was about to say the there's, there's, chair, there's chairs and there's a, like a door and mirrors. Yeah, and that's that's the and, stuff that yeah. And all the monsters were like incredibly. They looked really cool for pretty detailed yeah. for for short little uh, miniatures. There, the new yeah. ones look legit, man. I until I researched this, I had no idea a new one was coming out, and I wish I'd have known because I'm not going to lie, I would have totally nerded out as w- right there with you, Big Nick, and totally bought that because it looks amazing. And with the refresh, I love that they said that they're not changing a ton of stuff, but. Um, it, it the detail level looks insane and um yeah i i definitely fellas we're about to have some serious game nights in front of us like i'm <laughs> we're gonna make this happen for show nice oh, oh yeah, yeah. You're a I, I love that choice that's a good one and again deep track because not everybody knows that game and yep. it's, Absolutely. it's it's funny and then we'll move on is uh there's a there was a guy I used to work with that was big into role-playing games and he's like oh yeah you have that game it's worth a bunch of money and he's like i'll give you 20 bucks for it 20 bucks you paid more for it it was like 60 bucks to buy it when we were yeah. there. and it was I, not I, cheap. I googled it when i went home and this was like 10 years ago and i saw him selling for 200 something dollars so Dude, there's one on eBay right now for, th- for a 1989 version for five hundred and ninety nine dollars. Hey, yeah, I've seen I've seen places where people are selling just the miniatures that they have left over, and that's still like eighty or ninety bucks just oh, to get like. A, I want you guys a, a to see mine because mine's in pristine condition. So, yeah, I mean, if you guys want to make an offer fifteen hundo, we can we can talk. <laughs> we so can make I have happen. a confession. I have a confession to make. You stole oh, mine. Boy. No, no, no. Oh. <laughs> I actually, <laughs> this is going to be, uh, people uh, are going to laugh at me. Okay. I actually painted some of my ah, miniatures. Yes. That's not, no, that's, all, that's, and, that's nothing wrong dude, with it. I'm, I don't mean to, uh, I don't mean to toot my own horn, but they but look, some on. of them, they look freaking awesome, man. Like, <laughs> dude, I just saw a picture when I was looking at this of a guy who did that and then obviously sold it for more money. Dude, it looks it looks legit, man. Like that's that's yeah. super cool because they were I all just gray, the right? The Chaos Warriors were the really cool looking guys with the Chaos the, Warriors the heavy armor. Um, I painted those like all black and silver, and I actually put like blood on the axes and stuff like that. <laughs> yeah, hey, that's no, awesome. I'll show them to you, Mister Smith. You'll love it. No, that makes that think that's awesome, man. I think that's awesome. Yeah, keep it up, bud. That's sweet, keep man. It I, keep I didn't it up. Do it, keep, I didn't do it earlier today. Keep, just, keep like, it up. Keep it up. I did this like thirty years ago. He was almost late to the show. He was like, "I'm painting the barbarian's crotch." Yeah. What do you want me to do? Keep it up. Keep it up. All right, all right. Well, that will move us on to the final rounds. Do a quick recap, Big Nick. You got Stratego and Chess, Mister B, Monopoly and Clue. I've got Risk and Hero Quest. We are on to the number ones. This is the big one, guys. Boom. Let's bring it down, Big Nick. What you got, sir? All right. This how, do is top, where, how do you top chess? This is where I get a little uh, a little left of center, I think, here. So I, I do want to clarify. I, I set up my own rules for this because I do. There are so many 
board type games that I love, tabletop games that I love. It got very difficult to whittle it down to three. And so one rule I applied was that it must have a board, a physical board, not a mat, not a card game. But the other thing I did too was Hero Quest. Great game, love it. There's also a game called Battle Masters, which was made by the the makers of uh, mm-hmm. Hero Quest, and huh. I, I didn't pick Battle Masters. That was like a popular game in my neighborhood that that I and a few friends helped make to be popular. But it's played on a mat. It's a it's a war style game, old school game. But so I ruled that one out. That is one of my favorite games of all time. I ruled out Hero Quest from the top three. One because some of the and Risk as well because some of these games. Re- they really lose their juice if you only have two players and good point. Good point. A lot of these games like, and they're not even that great with three players. Like you really want four or five or six players. The more, the merrier, the better the game. And it's sometimes it's just too darn hard to corral enough people to make it a fascinating game. Like risk. I loved playing access and allies. Oh yeah. Have have fun with that with two people. Yeah. You want, you, you you need like six or seven to play that one. So you better have a cot. That's a great game. Risk is a great game. Hero quest. Great game. But those games didn't make my list because it it got too cumbersome to try to assemble a group of people to play. So that's why I went with Stratego and chess. Now where I go left of center here is a board game. Well, you're disqualified, sir. And it's a game that it's a game that everybody will know, and there's many different versions of this game. And heck, you guys might have played earlier this week or a couple weeks ago. I went with darts. It's played oh. on a dart. Played on a dart board, my friends. Played on a dart wow. board. I would, oh. That's borderline cheating. My, my man, we'll allow it. He's he's thinking on a fourth axis. I went with darts because darts is a fantastic game with four people, three people, two people. Heck, you can play darts by your damn self if you have to. Um, I, I I I played as a kid and I still play as an adult. I I don't pretend to be good, but if I'm having a few beers and I'm hanging out with some buddies, uh, it's a lot of people like cornhole. I I darts is is my favorite bar slash drinking game out there. And, and, and it's, I guarantee if we looked it up, darts is a game that's been around for a long time. Yeah. Um, and you know what? But Big Nick, I love your creativity because you're right. It involves Dart a board. board. It, involves, it involves a board. It is a game. <laughs> and I think you might have blown Mark's mind. Man, I'm, I'm trying to process this because I feel like <laughs> Big Nick should just be disqualified from the whole show for picking darts. It's a board, board dart board, board it's game. Board, like, there is it. a board. Can you All right, play darts you know without what? a dart board. I'm going to allow it. I'm going to allow it. Oh, thank you. Oh, thank you. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't know it was a quiz. (laughs) Well, it is now. And uh, I'm not going to hit the eject button. And and Big Nick, (laughs) again, uh, so like my brother has a dartboard at his house. So, so frequently, even if it's just we're hanging out talking, we'll we'll throw in a game of tarts. Darts just mid <laughs> game of tarts. Game, game of tarts. Uh, I wouldn't we'll th- th- I wouldn't tell people about that. Tarty. We'll, we'll we'll play a game just while we're chatting. You know, like not even a competitive yeah. game. We'll just kind of mm-hmm. toss darts. You can do it like kind of casual one I, cricket. Yeah. And I mean, so I that's what I love about now. Obviously, you get into really competitive darts. It's not as much fun if one guy is exponentially better. You know what I mean? Like. Uh, kind of like, kind of like with chess. Like you know, if you're an amateur and you're playing some grandmaster, well, that's not fun. But darts, I mean, still anyone has a puncher's chance. You know, you, so you get- 
mark this under stats I'd like to collect. How many bar fights have started over darts? I bet less than uh, uh, billiards. Yes, I would agree with that statement. Agreed. Second stat I'd like to collect. How is it? Well, not even stat. I, I take that back. Just a statement. How has there not been more injuries in bars related to darts with people drinking? You know what? I want to throw this in there that I think that has ended with more fights than darts of, and this but, would be in like the last five or six years. The ability to uh, control the jukebox with your phone and jump people's play. <laughs> I've seen that result in some pretty disgusting shouting matches. How do like you know a, who you're fighting, though? Who bumped my Stone Temple <laughs> no, pilots? No, because there's some meathead that does that. They go, they're like, who jumped my song? And then some other meathead at the other end of the bar raises their hand. And you're like, yeah. oh, this is going to I played Katy Perry. I'll have another drink, bartender. <laughs> Yeah, because I want to watch it go down. Yeah, another martini. No, hey, darts, great game. And again, uh, skill level, a very high skill level game there. Because I mean, as as much as you talk about strategy, I mean, really, the strategy is hit the dart, your hit the part you're trying to hit, but um, amazingly difficult for as close as you stand to the dartboard. All and and you get into, I mean, that gets into level of equipment. Like, have you guys ever played with like high quality darts before? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I played once with like somebody was like, yeah, these were like $250 darts. And I was like, Oh my gosh, I've ever played with 200. I had a buddy that brought darts. This guy had these like, like high end weighted, perfect. Yeah. I mean, I still sucked, but I mean, I can be like, don't touch them. (laughs) Yeah. So good stuff. Good stuff. Yeah. Great choice. I, I, I still don't think it's a board game, but big Nick, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to take a step back. There's a board. It's a game. I'll give and it see, to you. I see big Nick. I'm going to go critical I, thinking. I, I love your creativity. Board game. Yeah. It's a dart board and it's a game. All right. Board All game. Right. All, right. All right. Big Nick. Love your style. All right. All right. Can I, can I rock out my number one, big Mark? Let's, let's hear it, Mr. B. Let's move it on. So, I'm a wordsmith. You guys know that, right? Absolutely. And certainly and some kind of smith. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> oh, we got jokes. And I'm going to go with jokes. the the ever popular Scrabble. Ooh, Scrabble. Wow. And not is, what I expected. Yeah, maybe not because you don't even know me, man. <laughs> no, so Scrabble. You I never knew me. The reason why I love Scrabble is... You can play it with two people. You can play it with four. Uh, what if you can't read? Well, then you're not going to do well. <laughs> <laughs> but this is a oh, very, man. very old game. I mean, I think this game, 1938-ish. Which is can't amazing it took that long because we've had words for a long time. <laughs> <laughs> so, so not to cut you off, Mr. B, let me add to the stats I'd like to collect. How many words have been made up during Scrabble that don't actually exist. Oh, that's what's half the fun is it's in like, the millions. You put a word down and they're like, oh, do you want to challenge that? Bring the what's thunder. Tut? I don't know what a tut is. Well, it's like King Tut, right? Mm-hmm. No. Yeah. And and obviously, just like chess, there's different levels of skill. So I mean you get into the professional Scrabble people and they have the Scrabble dictionary memorized. Uh, there's professional I, Scrabble? Oh, the, oh, these guys are crazy pros. That's a whole universe I'm not even privy to, man. 
do some research, read a book, <laughs> read a book, <laughs> and then play some Scrabble after you read that book. But no, I I love some Scrabble, and especially uh, you guys remember the old Scrabble when we were kids. It was just the flat board, and the pieces. Every time someone bumped it, the pieces shifted. Oh yeah. yeah. Well, so I I have it the upgraded board that swivels. Yep. And it has the pieces kind of lock in a little bit. It's the plastic grid. Yeah. Oh, night and day. Like once that came out, I was like, I don't know if I've ever played the upgraded version. I think all I know is the. So, yeah, so you like set your piece in, and it, it kind of locks in a little bit, and you can swivel the board so it faces you. Huh. Oh, it's that's probably it's, why it wasn't my number one. I always thought it was a bad design, yeah. and then I, I was mean, constantly reading words upside down. Like, what no, the hell word is I, that? I, I love playing it because just just because it's. I mean, it's fun. There's some strategy, and and there's still a lot of uh, randomness to it because it's, you can be great at it, but who knows what letters you're going to get. And who knows what the guy's going to put next to you. So I love that part of it. That is you have to creative think on the fly of, even though I think I have a word and then Nick plays the word, but I'm like, Oh, (laughs) now I look, I love Scrabble. When I play, I insist that there be a medical dictionary on hand. Um, (laughs) That's, that's just how I roll. Uh, But yeah, fantastic game. Uh, My, my grandmother, played she was addicted to scrabble and that was one connection that we had like awesome. i hung out with grandma yeah that's cool i would i would challenge her to a game of scrabble and the woman <laughs> would light up like you, you never throw seen down it. with grandma and, and, oh, yeah. and she's probably stomped you in the ground didn't she yeah yes and um i mean she had like friends that she played with several days a week Oh, dude, you um, that's awesome. Match. You were no she match. was she was words with friends before that was invented yeah, exactly, um, and that that's and that's what I like about Scramble because it, it's it, it's much lighthearted game than Monopoly where you're trying to fist fight everybody. Yeah, it's I mean as much as you're battling everyone else, it's really just you versus yourself. But what you play affects everybody else, and that's what I yeah. liked. I mean, like I'm not playing something to like murder you. I'm just playing my best word, but it's going to now change what you can play next, and that's what I love about that. So. Oh, Scra- Scrabble for that triple word score. Oh, the triple, triple word, score. word score. Yeah, and and it, I mean, what's the letter that you want the most? You want some S's, baby. <laughs> you want them. You want them S's. Some consonants in my life. <laughs> yeah. So Scrabble, Scrabble's my number one. I love Scrabble. Scrabble it up. All right, all right. Well, I will finish off uh, with the last one here, gentlemen. And um, as I start to like think back about my choices, I maybe I'm obsessed with war and violence, but uh, you are. I actually am going to mention one that Big Nick mentioned as my number one, and that is Axis and Allies. Oh. So I was first introduced to this game. Um, I want to say it was in high school. Um, I think it was the first time I ever had played it. And when you should have been studying. Yeah, well, I was. I, I was a big history buff. And then to have a game that is essentially unquote, World War II. Yeah, quote unquote, portrayed a very <laughs> prominent historical event uh, was really fascinating. And, and that's kind of something that stuck with me, you know, even beyond this game. But for anybody who isn't familiar with this one, um, it's, I'll be honest, it's probably way too complicated for me to even get into all the details here, but essentially think of it like risk on steroids. 
is really kind of what it boiled down to. Um, it was a World War II game, and you could control, um, you know, there was multiple different uh, ones for the Allies, which was Soviet Union, United Kingdom, and United States, or you could play as Germany or Japan of the Axis powers. Um, you would take turns and Don't you would try about to... France. What about Italy? I never had those. I I'm see. Luxembourg. Is Denmark? Is Denmark in that game? No, um, uh, Mark, I remember it. So that was one that, I mean, I've only played that a handful of times, but yeah, it's, dude, it's, a, planes, it's a lot more intense. You had planes, you had tanks. I mean, it was very, very cool. You're not, you're not there knocking, was so much strategy involved. Yeah, you're, so not, much strategy. You're, knocking, you're not knocking out a game in an hour playing that one. No, so that, funny story. So it's more of like you're setting up your board and you're, you're probably leaving it for multiple days. That's exactly what happened. Yeah. So when I used to play in college, we had a one room room that like nobody lived in it was just like the hangout room and i live with a bunch of dudes we were not that cleanly uh, you know and we were not that organized but god damn it you touch that access and allies board you're getting your hand chopped off oh yeah <laughs> we're four days that. deep on that game yeah. and you know jeff is going down that dude is he's so yeah it was it was serious business and i think i think the fact that it was you know, you think about risk, it's just, okay, roll the dice. But if you took those individual pieces of risk and now assign them individual things, kind of like Big Nick said, you know, there was infantry, there was armor, there was uh, fighter jets and bombers and battleships and then aircraft carriers that you could put the planes on and transport them and submarines and just all these different things. There was so much strategy involved and you couldn't just sit down and quickly like, hey, you want to play this game called Axis Allies? It was like, no, hey, you want to sit down for two hours while I teach you, and then we'll be able to play for another 48 to <laughs> 72 hours, you know what I mean? Yeah. But the payoff was that it was like, you know, it, it kind of reminded me of chess in the sense of that you were always thinking about the counterplay. You know what yeah. I mean? When somebody did something, you're always trying to think about the counterplay. And being a war game, you couldn't just think about one front. You know, if you're attacking aggressively to the West, you got to start thinking about your flank and you got to start thinking about how you're going to. Oh, yeah. No, it was yourself. very intense. Very it intense. Kinda, it kind of made you feel a little bit like you were a general in like, you know what I mean? In World War Two, it kind of gave you that 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 fantasy of uh, of kind of having that type of responsibility. So it, it, that definitely was was my top game for sure. Now, Mark, it's been about 20 years since I've played Axis and Allies, and it's a fantastic game and uh, we had a similar thing where the dining room table we never used it for dining <laughs> uh, we used it for everything but dining but for a while it was an access and allies table or a risk table nice. on games that would last a you know might start on a friday night might start on a sunday night but they would last two or three sometimes four nights anyway yep. Refresh my memory on Access and Allies. Wasn't it so detailed that didn't you have to even like set up a camp for your ground troops or for your? Was there some type of camp or something that you had to set up? There was. I mean, it got really involved. I remember it was really involved. I don't know if I'm mixing that up with another game. Like I said, it's been about 20 years. Yeah, I don't remember that 
piece specifically. Now, now the thing is, I mean, they've so they came out with the the first version came out in eighty one. Then the classic version, which is kind of what I know, and actually I still own with all the pieces, um, the nineteen eighty four classic version. It's funny, we we're just cleaning out my basement like a couple of weeks ago, and my wife was like, "Can we just throw this game out?" I was like, oh, no. "It's got like your request." I was like, uh, "That's like four hundred dollars." Like, I'm pretty sure we don't want to throw that out, even if you never plan on ever playing that game, but. Um, I, yeah, I, I mean, I, I don't remember that specific detail, but there's so many different ones. They've got like an Axis and Allies and Zombies now. They've got, yeah, I'm sure um, there's a million individual versions. campaigns. Like they've got, like you said, with Risk, they've got just Europe, they've got just the Pacific. Um, and I think some of that was probably to cut down, just to slim the game a little bit because mm-hmm. it's so large. I mean, dude, the game took, like, no lie, it probably took 30 minutes to an hour just to set it up. Yeah, and then and you then had you, to be invested just to even get started. And then if you want to play it, you're talking about 48 hours to 72 hours. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it, it's very intense. But, you know, it also, to me, it's one of those things. And now, again, I, I haven't played it in a very long time. And just like you said, Big Nick, it's hard to get people to play it. Um, you know, obviously, like, I got kids, so it's like, you know, <laughs> don't touch that. <laughs> That's hilarious that's never gonna happen i just ate it <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> i'm pretty sure uh my son just crapped out a tank but um you know i, I think to, to be able to get back to a point um to be able to play a game like that would definitely be be amazing um you know so there's there's a lot of really cool cool features with it quality so, choice i mean again that's i know that's an intense game but i love that was your number one buddy that's awesome yeah, absolutely, man. I, mean, I like I like thinking man games. So, yeah. well, gents, I uh, before we wrap this up, I don't know if anybody has any final thoughts or anything else you want to throw out. Um, uh, it was honorable Mrs. Peacock go. in the conservatory with the rope. Yes, I agree. I agree. I, I will throw one quick thing out. This is be the only honorable mention I'll bring up. Um, it's not really an honorable mention. It's just one I thought of as I it probably wouldn't have made my list. But do you guys remember the game Life? Oh yeah, I I, I still play that game all the time. So I, there's like I, I played it today. I intend on playing it tomorrow. I, yeah. I played it every day for <laughs> so, about so, forty years. So far, I made it through today, yeah. and I'm winning. I'm winning at life. Yeah. So that's the funny part is like the actual <laughs> board game. You got a little car, and you got a little person, and then you got married, and then you had a kid, and then at some point, like you throw the kid out of the back of the car, and you think that'd be like the funniest thing. But no, it'd be like you you build like your life as you went through, and I'm pretty sure at some point. Like you could ruin your life in the game. Like, man, it's pretty eerie how, Mark, uh, how Mark, accurate you that are. Game you are in the game of life right now. <laughs> right in it. Right. I'm in the thick I of remember it. when I got thick. a Toyota Camry and then I bought a ranch style house on a court and um yep. and then I kicked my kid out of the house and um yeah. Do you are living you it. And then you're gonna have to you pay go. some taxes here soon. So But unlike that game, I love my life. So I almost lost my life in, life in that game was sucked. <laughs> yeah. I got struck by lightning and and it had a little twist thing that you do to like see how many turns you go it always like go flying off halfway across the room oh, this game sucks <laughs> anyway that's the game of life so all right well let's do a quick recap guys just to uh finish this off here big nick we had uh two board games and one game that involves a board <laughs> it was uh Stratico <laughs> number three dumb. chess at number two and a game called darts at number one <laughs> mr b we have monopoly at three clue at two scrabble at one and i had risk at three hero quest at two axis and allies at one 
Gentlemen, it's been a ball. Hopefully we can get together for a game night. Hopefully all you listening out there, it inspires you to get together, get a game night together, go hang out with your friends, have a good time. Until next time, from the Sandbox, this is the Big Kids Show. Peace. Peace.